The very last part of the reading from Hebrews today is uh, familiar to me, and I probably don't say it enough in the liturgy because it, it is a part of, it's one of our offertory sentences in the prayer book, uh, but it's a little difficult to remember. So I think uh, oftentimes priests sort of default to the walk in love as Christ loved us or a couple other shorter ones, but uh, I'll say this one today. I might, I might have to go up to the altar first before I do just to make sure I get it right. But, but in that passage from Hebrews and in uh, the Old Testament reading today from Proverbs and also in Luke, there's a very strong theme that I pick up of hospitality. And I believe that hospitality is one of the primary charisms of the Church of Christ. I believe that uh, Jesus himself is the ultimate example of hospitality, but you can see it throughout Scripture, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament, the way God instructs his people to treat strangers and foreigners in their land. He does, of course, send Jesus to his ancient chosen people, but as we uh, know and as we read, the, read about Jesus' life and ministry, we can see how his promise and the love of God and God's kingdom and salvation become open to all who will believe. And so Jesus tells this parable of, uh, of, of the wedding banquet. He's invited to the home of one of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath. So, you know, you have to cast this in our imaginations because... Um, well, oftentimes when we hear Jesus and Pharisee, we automatically put up uh, an adversarial relationship in our imaginations. But uh, he was, Jesus was very much a part of the life of faith in his communities. And so he was well-known and uh, interacted with these Pharisees and these scribes and uh, you know, ultimately the people who would sign his death warrant. But some you know, were his, his followers, like Nicodemus. We don't know which Pharisee, which leader of the Pharisees he went to in this particular case, but he was there and people were watching him closely. I don't know if you've ever been in a social situation where you walk into a room and feel like all eyes are on you, but in this case, they were all on Jesus. And he was very careful to notice what was going on. There was some sort of a little bit of posturing. People were choosing seats of honor for themselves so that they might be seen or recognized or praised or whatever. And so he begins to tell them the parable of the wedding banquet, how it is better to be humble and to enter the room and sit at the lowest place and be invited to come higher rather than to put yourself at the highest place and be told in embarrassment and disgrace to go down to a lower place. And this might just seem like good good manners, or as we say in the South, good home training. But I think it has something to say to us besides just party etiquette. I think that uh, this, this theme of hospitality is, is important. It's an important uh, part of our mission, an important part of our witness as Christians. See, one of the things that Jesus didn't do was hide himself away. He was always putting himself out there, out in the public uh, sphere, out at these uh, events where he would be seen by others who might be judging him for good or for bad, but he was out doing the work of God. He was interacting with people who were considered to be uh, less than human, really, who would be considered to be human trash, 
blind people, people possessed by demons, sick people, the poor, the homeless, prostitutes, tax collectors, you name it. And so what he's showing by his actions is that the love of God is for all. Now, this can be hard for us, and from speaking from my personal uh, experience, you know, I, I'm a bit of an introvert. I, I'm what you would call, I think, an extroverted introvert. I love to be around people, and I love social events, but it really sort of drains my battery quickly. Um, and so, and you know, this place is very social, and so a lot of what I do is to be out amongst the people and in whatever situation uh, we're, pre- we're presented with. And oftentimes we're in a crowded room and there are lots of people. And uh, over the last couple of years, I've gotten to know most everybody, but still there are oftentimes uh, people I don't know. And there's usually someone standing right next to me who also sees the people I don't know and says, you need to go talk to that person over in the corner. Go, to, go introduce yourself. Say you're from St. Mary's. And uh, I hem and haw about it, and then I, I, I eventually do. Um, but in doing so, have met some really wonderful people and made connections that I would never have made otherwise. In fact, uh, just last night, we went over to, um, to Valley Rock Inn for one of the farm table dinners. And those can be a little bit intimidating, too, when you walk in and you're not presented with a normal restaurant setup where you've got your little table for two or your table for four. You've got a long table uh, with mixed-up place cards all over it and you don't know who you're going to sit next to. And so it's a little, I start biting my nails a little bit, wondering who am I going to be stuck next to. And in fact, there were very few people that we knew. There were a couple, a few, uh, you know, six or eight people uh, from the park. And we, we uh, went over and spoke with them and uh, said we didn't know where we were going to sit. And one of them suggested, well, why don't you just move your place cards and come sit next to us? That way, you'll know who you're sitting next to. And Boy, was I tempted to do that. But I didn't. And in fact, the people who we knew were seated all the way at one end of the table. And we were seated almost towards the, the end of that same table, which was a very, very long table. And we wound up sitting next to some people that we would have never met otherwise, um, who live in the area close by, but uh, are just not part of our orbits. And so we had a really nice uh, dinner and got to meet some people and talked about St. Mary's and the work that we're doing here in our community, and of course invited them to come and see the church and possibly even worship with us. Um, but, but it just sort of opens your heart. And, and every time, I, I never cease to be surprised at the movement of God's spirit as I connect with another person or that person connects with me and we see in each other a brother or a sister. And so I think that's what Jesus is calling us to do in this parable. Not just to you know, sit where your place card says you need to sit, but to be open to meeting that person that you're seated next to, to be open to, to having a conversation, to to uh, seeing the world through his or her eyes. You know, when we were in um, China this last year, this last summer, um, I had a lot of uh, preconceived notions in my mind based on what I was taught as a child growing up during the Cold War. Uh, I imagine in a communist country, you know, things like bread lines and uniforms and those little Mao outfits, you know. None of that is the case. And in fact, I had some really wonderful Uh, one-on-one conversations with people who, thank goodness, spoke English because I don't speak Chinese, 
uh, and talked about our different countries and our ways of life. And, uh, you know, we parted ways. And I will never see those people again probably the rest of my life. But I was able to make a human connection and put a face with an idea that I had been taught about in the past. So, so this is what uh, Jesus is asking us to do, to reach out and to, to talk to people, to interact with people, and to show his love to them, and, but also open yourself to receiving love from them as well. And not to be just uh, sort of cloistered in our own little uh, cliques or groups, but to go out, to go out into the world as he did, to walk the streets and meet people where they are of all stations of life, the rich, the poor, the mighty, the lowly, because we are all brothers and sisters in him. And if we will only try to open our hearts just a little bit as much as he did, we will be greatly blessed and greatly enriched in the process. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.